What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Mr. Raj Geary and tonight Mr. Matt Morgan sitting in as well to talk about Great Balls of Fire, the uh, WWE pay-per-view that was very hyped, very well built, and let's see if it lives up to expectations. Matt, to you first, man. What'd you think of tonight? Awesome. Incredible pay-per-view from top to bottom. I loved every bit of it, actually. Raj? I thought it was great. This might have been one of... uh... Might have been my favorite pay-per-view of the year so far. Really? Yeah. Wow. Old words. Uh, so let's jump in and talk about the results. Go match by match. Uh, the pre-show, Matt, did you catch that? Akira Tozawa versus Neville for the yeah. Cruiserweight Championship? What do yeah. you think? Weak finish. Yeah. Thought it was a weak finish. Um, I'm not a fan of – can you guys hear me okay? Absolutely. Perfect. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan of the guy to begin with. I'm, I don't think he's bad or anything. I just think – He's Neville's just on a whole different level right now. So anybody he's in there with, like this guy, I didn't think stood a chance. You know, so they're trying to distract us by getting us caught up in the storyline with his whole sports agent crap, and it's not enough. I just wanted to fast forward through it. Love how they uh, sidestepped the Aries issue on the commentary, talking about everyone who Neville has faced and and many more. You know, not checking yeah. Aries by name. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like this division's dead. You know, and they, you know, to their credit, you know, the, the audience was into it. You know, usually there was purple ropes go up and they're dead. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, Neville is the division. You got one guy now with Aries gone. Uh, it's a one man division. I just don't see anyone in there that can make it interesting as an opponent for, for Neville, even Enzo, because Enzo could talk great, but uh, that's, that's not enough. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night on Raw. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Bray got a win, guys. It's been a while. Very, very important win. Very important win for him. And uh, it's a great match. I thought the match was very good. Very well orchestrated. The finish was believable. Um, and again, Bray needed that win. Yeah, I mean, um, so – Apparently the plan must have changed like yesterday or this weekend because the smart money came in. Uh, Bray was favored to to lose. Seth Rollins was the favorite, and then yesterday that changed. Um, so, you know, I don't know if it, it sounds like they're still going with Roman and Brock at SummerSlam. So I don't know if the idea is just to you know have just another name uh, that Roman can face or. Uh, they're going to do another rematch with Seth and Bray at SummerSlam to keep that program going, which I can I can see them doing because neither guy really has much going on right now. So, but it's it's so uh, Rollins, his whole thing was he was going to prove that Bray is not a god, right? And and I guess beating him proves that he's not a god. So, <laughs> I guess he is a god then, right? Is that that's the storyline? If that's what it's come to. Yeah, I'm sure tomorrow night that'll be uh that'll be the spin, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe a dem- demigod, smaller, a lesser god, if you will. Um, but no, I thought the match was good. It was nice to see Bray 
get something. Maybe they can uh, get some momentum behind this. And well, well, Matt, what do you think of this match? I thought the match itself was just there. Bray and Seth? Yeah. I already said I thought it was very well orchestrated. I thought the psychology of it was good. I thought the finish of it was very believable. Um, I, I don't know what else you guys wanted. Uh, two big stars uh, basically opening the show. Um, I was surprised it was – well, there really weren't any other matches, but – just not used to seeing Seth Rollins and them open a show. I expected the mm. Intercontinental title to open the show. Um, but uh, for their slot that they were in, they did exactly what they are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for me, it, I thought, I guess just with Rollins, I expect so much that I thought the match itself was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, it, it was good to see Bray getting win. But Rollins, he's, he's kind of in that same situation where he needs a win. He's kind of been losing all his pay-per-view matches too. Um, I, I mean, he beat Samoa Joe a couple months ago, but really nothing since then. All right, we'll see. Uh, Enzo Amore versus Big Cass. So uh, the promo was longer than the match that Enzo cut with a great baby face promo. Before Cass came out to new entrance music, um, I really hope that's not the final product. But what did you think of the match, Matt? I mean, did this uh, do anything for you or did it go exactly how you thought it would? You don't talk about the match with this one. You talk about the promo. <laughs> that, that that pro no seriously. The promo yeah. was so frigging good. He he got over tonight. He he being Enzo. Enzo's you know he's always been over, but not to this extent. Um, I kind of wrote him off um, once the two broke up because Big Cass is going to be the bigger star between the two. I figured, and that still will, will happen in my opinion because WWE will push Big Cass down the throats eventually. Um, but. Organically speaking, Enzo got over big time tonight with that heartfelt promo. I believed every word he said. Um, a little long in the tooth, but but still, I was with every word he was talking about. So I guess it wasn't too long in the tooth. I don't know. I just was very blown away by what a great promo that was, and 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 how he was able to get the entire freaking arena to emotionally invest in him. And it wasn't one of those. Well, he's a little guy. We're gonna cheer for him, David versus Goliath. It was. He just made us really fall in love with him that much more. We're going to cheer our asses off of this guy. We, he's, he's our guy. And that's a hard thing to do as a baby face. And he did that tonight within that promo. And then and he's got to get better with his – I always say this, but he's got to work on his uh, in-ring work now, especially if he's going to be a singles act, especially yeah. now if he's going to be a singles act. He's got to work on listening to the crowd. There was multiple times in the match where they were chanting, let's go Enzo. And he was just sitting in the corner getting his ass handed to him. You've got to start firing off live rounds. I don't care what's happening in the heat. When the crowd starts chanting, let's go whoever. You, If you're that whoever, you've got to – and you're the baby face. You're, you're on a knee. You're selling. You punch him in the stomach. You punch him in the stomach again. You stand up and you, you start firing off live rounds until the heel cuts you back down again. Because that way, when the comeback is supposed to come toward the end of the match, the crowd will be that much more into it because they believe in you. If they cheer for you, you will respond. You don't ignore the fans when they're cheering your name like that and just keep getting your ass handed to you. Then they die on you. And that's what he did tonight. So he's got to work on that. He has has to understand that psychology. and He's got to start listening to them in his actual matches. But do you think he was told not to do a, a thing? Because he didn't get any offense in, right? I, I would guess that. No, he did. He, he hit a couple shots um, in a couple other spots in the corners when, when, when um, Big Gaz was uh, mauling him over. There was a couple times there. Um, and it's not like you get up and do offense and high-flying shit. It's a punch to the stomach from your knees. That doesn't yeah. mean any, that's nothing. It acknowledges nobody in a, nobody would ever tell him not to do that. Yeah, the agent needs to be fired if they did say that because that's literally not listening to the audience. That's what you're paid to do. Yeah, I, I thought they might give Enzo a little more just because he is such a you know good baby face. The crowd is so <laughs> behind him. And let me be clear, that's not giving him something. That's called that's called keeping yourself alive. That's called selling. You're still selling. It's right. called hope. It's not even a hope spot. It's right. just hope. One punch to the stomach. We're not, yeah. you know. Yeah, a little momentum. But I thought this whole thing, I thought it was great for what they wanted to do. They wanted to build Big Cass and this monster. The the promo was awesome from Enzo. Mm -hmm. Big Cass's music, I just got to say it. It was was like a mishmash of like four different things going on. It was terrible. Like there was like stomping and then it sounded like Samoa Joe's music was in there for a minute. Generic creator wrestler music in 2K17 is better than what Cass came out to tonight. Yeah, they got to change that. But you know, Cass Cass did a good job of, of being the the castle heel in this. So, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, if they keep his momentum going, they might have themselves a star. But what do you, what do, you do with Enzo? I mean, the guy cut one, you know, the best promo on the show. Uh, best promo probably in weeks um, outside of maybe some of the Lesnar, Samoa Joe stuff. What do you what do you do with them? I mean, 205 yeah. Live, you're basically saying someone that just got murdered on the, you know, with the heavyweights is, you know, now a legit they're, cruiser. They're going to – they're still going to keep this going, obviously. This isn't dead. Yeah. I mean, these two have been tagging for a year. You don't just give them one match and then that's it. This is going to go on for a few months, I guarantee it. At least at least two more uh, months, I'll bet you. Yeah. 60 days. And what I think will happen is it'll be make or break for Enzo. Um, and the crowd's behind him. So if it's right now, it's going to be make, in my opinion. And they'll move him on to somebody different. And that's when he really needs to step up. Even if he gets his ass handed to him by Big Cass, that doesn't mean he's buried. It doesn't mean he's not worth anything. It doesn't mean anything. As long as you give him a microphone, he's always going to be worth something to that company. The whole idea of, of, of think about it, of Big Cass or anybody winning a match and being dominant is to do what? Is to make people emotionally invest, pay money to come watch the show, right? Mm-hmm. Well, is what's he's doing the same guy darn thing, but with a microphone. You know what I mean? So, in fact, it's, he's doing it a lot easier and a lot quicker, quite frankly. He doesn't need to get all these wins. He doesn't need to go through and job a bunch of people out in order to get over. He's over. Yeah. So he's a valuable commodity, and he opened my eyes a hell of a lot more tonight, and i got to give him more credit than I have. Well, six weeks, Barclays, uh, New York, SummerSlam, right crowd for Enzo uh, to give him the right story between now and then. Those right story? You said how many weeks? Uh, six. six. It's not going to be a story. It's going to be him versus Cass. Yeah. What you, no, no. If they tell it right, well, they, they keep and, it going correctly. And you would think they'd have to throw some sort of step with when it was so one sided this this time, you know. So I don't, you know, I'm not sure, sure what they do, but they got to do something that'll make you believe like Enzo stands a chance after he got just destroyed like that. Yeah. I once got beat by Brian Kendrick, who didn't beat anybody when he was at Impact, and the whole story was just for me to 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 slip on a banana slip on a banana peel right and um you know it's when he can always lose he could always miss that big boot he nut him he nuts himself on the top rope bounces back in schoolboy one two three even if enzo puts his feet on the ropes as a face people will still cheer it um you, you know what i mean it, it could happen like that it doesn't really he's not going to dominate the match ever if it's a win it's going to be a slip on a banana peel type win yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how they uh keep it going tomorrow night on raw uh, 30-minute Iron Man match for the Raw Tag Team titles, the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Matt, what did you think of this and the way that they balanced out the points at the beginning? Good. Yeah. I liked it. I actually surprisingly liked it. Um, I really liked the end of it, obviously. Um, they did a crazy good job with the timing. I, I don't know if I could pull that off, honestly, as, as, as a performer myself, where we're into one second. Like, that's <laughs> so impressive to me. I know the clock's right on the board, but still, everything has to fall in line perfectly when he's chasing him around the ring and pulling him by his tights and Cesaro slides in the ring and he eats, you know what I mean? Like, but he can't get to him in time. Like, it was off by one second. That's impressive as hell and hard to do, especially at the end of what, a 30 minute match? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 30 minutes. No, in fact. Yeah, so that was really good. I mean, that's what I was wondering. I mean, so I, I was wondering if the intention originally was to have them get it in time so they would tie. But uh, I thought the, as a loss, I thought that was a great way to do it. No, the, the, the plan was definitely yeah. for them to lose. Yeah. Um, so, so, so well done with that tight window at the end there. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I thought so. I thought it's a fun match. You know, the thing with Iron Man matches is, you know, that you don't really need to pay attention until the last five minutes. You know, it's like 25 minutes of it. You know, you, there's going to be no winner, no loser. So, uh, and I thought right. these guys did a good job of uh, keeping your interest. You know, uh, the whole match, yeah. and, and they did some creative stuff, like Sheamus getting that that fall right off the bat. Uh, so, yeah, I thought this 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 match was really good. Um, yeah. It's not the best Iron Man match I've ever seen, but the last ten minutes was was I, I thought excellent. There were some great moments, and uh, man, did Matt Hardy get busted open there at the end. There's a lot of blood tonight. Some of it fake, some of it real, but yeah. there were uh, three people that were busted open tonight, right? Yeah, Dean yep. and then uh, Braun at the end. So yeah. um, the Raw women's title match with uh, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. How do you think they did, Matt? Incredible. 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 This is where, for me, the pay-per-view went to A+. 
for me. Um, Freaking inc- just incredible. From, from Alexa Bliss's arm to, yeah. to, to, to <laughs> Sasha's selling of holy shit, what, did, what, what, what just happened? Like, I hook, line, and sinker was sucked right into that. I think everybody oh, yeah. else was. It was so well done. And some like, well, okay, that's a one-trick. That doesn't make a good match. You are correct. No, it doesn't. What makes a good match is the entire story they told, um, the athleticism that both of them have, and the fact that we said it from the beginning. They, they were going to have amazing chemistry because they're similar size, similar offense, very athletic, both of them. Um, both have a lot of flair to their persona, a lot of cockiness, if you will, and it works for both. One is a face, one is a heel. Um, and, and again, even at the very ending of it was frigging awesome. You know what I mean? With the stuff outside by the raw announce table and the double knees from the frigging top. Are you kidding me? She is so lucky, her being Sasha, that she did not screw up her knees something royally. Hmm. Knee pads or not, like that that kills. Um, because you really don't land on the person with your knees. Your shins are really on the person's shoulders and your knee pad, your knees with your knee pads on are hitting that concrete floor. So I was like, ooh. How's she walking out of this? But um, the match itself was so good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I thought it was the best Raw Women's match at, at least since the brand split. Since um, Charlotte's been there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I the only thing I hate, I just think countouts and disqualifications. I, I say I said this on Twitter. It's just so stupid that the title doesn't change hands. I know it's something that's been in you know WWE, WWF, WWF forever. And uh, that's it's a way to get out of having finishes. But if you try, it's one of those things. If you explain to someone that's a non-wrestling fan that you could just leave, just run out of the ring and leave, and you keep your title, <laughs> or you could just you know bring a bring a pair of bat, brass knucks every time and you get to keep the title. It's so stupid. And uh, right. I think they should change that. I think you know UFC, you get disqualified, you lose the belt, and, and then that way, uh, yeah, you'll have to be more creative about your finishes, but it just makes no sense that the title doesn't change hands on a count out or DQ when you think about it. Well, let me ask you this. Would you rather see a clean finish with Sasha losing and um, that's the end of the feud? No, you could have done it where Sasha's ready to get in the ring. They're both about to get counted out. Sasha's about to get in the ring. Alexa grabs her foot and they both get counted out. So, you know, that way the title doesn't change hands. It keeps the feud going. I mean, there's a, a lot of different things you could do. You could still have double DQs, double countouts, and stuff like that. But uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think if, the, if, if they do it the right way, that it, I mean, I always look at it as glass half full with those type of things and say there's got to be a stipulation in their next match so something that doesn't happen. And it leads to the, the creative freedoms of pro wrestling. Like, is it a cage match? Is it um, no DQ? Is it no count out? Is it whatever have you? I want it to be whatever it is, because as long as it's something, I'm happy and I'm a fan of it. Because those two, I want to keep watching the work. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that's where it's headed. Hopefully they could keep it up for six weeks. Um, yeah. And, uh, and not make it a multi-person match with Nia Jax. And, Nia and needs else. to stay. Yeah. She needs to stay far away. Yeah. No, I predict uh, tomorrow or next Monday it'll be a no DQ rematch. You think? I think they. I hope. I hope. I, I hope not tomorrow. I hope not. Yeah, I'd, I hope, I'd hope they keep this till SummerSlam. You I know, hope I hope so they too. do the match at SummerSlam. But the problem is, though, I don't feel like they've done a good job in pitting them against each other. I mean, did you guys watch on the pre-show tonight how Dano is trying to put put over? Oh, when they're in the locker room, you can hear a pin drop. I'm, that's the part of this I'm just not seeing yet. Is the promos? Well, that's and, where you get time. You yeah, know. that's what they need to build. If they could do it, then yes, by all means, SummerSlam. Yeah, because I, I think Alexa and Sasha are the two biggest personalities on the Raw brand by far. So I think they could easily do it if they if they give them that opportunity and not do stupid crap like the, the this is your life segment and stuff and <laughs> let them cut like real mm-hmm. promos on each other because they are very... Just athletic promos. Yeah, they're very opposite. You know, there's enough dichotomy in their characters that they could really... Um, you know, really have an interesting feud. Yeah. Uh, speaking of feuds that have been developed and a story that has been told now, uh, seems like for almost a full year, but not quite. Not about six months, really. Uh, Intercontinental title match, Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. Uh, but tonight, The Miz had The Miz. wasn't excited about him. this, and I'm a huge... Yeah. No, sorry. no, I'm with you, Matt. Go, Go ahead, Glenn. Put yourself over and give me your lead in. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I mean to cut you off. I was gonna say, so Matt, yes, we've seen this before tonight. Did this do anything for you with the added wrinkle of the Miztourage? No, and I'm disappointed because I love Miz. I love everything he does generally, but like comparatively to everything on this show, I wasn't huge. I wasn't looking forward to this. I think it's more about Dean Ambrose than anything else, really. Mm. And I can't believe I'm saying that because he was my favorite of the Shield at first. I don't know, man. It's just you need. I'm just not into him. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm not into him. I'm just not lately. And um, that's really it. You know, I mean, Miz is. I like Miz. I like his Miz. I like his entourage. I like what he's trying to do by helping get those two other guys on the show and get them over. Um, as an as an entertainer myself, I can appreciate the hell out of that. That's really cool of him. But um, I don't know. I was just yeah about the match. Happy he won. Yeah, yeah. I I think the same match with uh, someone new would have been pretty good because I thought the match itself was fine. Uh, but I just think that it, it being Ambrose and Miz, it just feels like you know it's like Noam Dar and and Rich or Cedric Alexander. It's just been going forever. No, it's just there. Yeah, and uh, Miz needs to move on because. Yeah, like like we, me and you know, like we've said before, Matt. I was the same way. I thought Ambrose was the star of the group. He was going to be a a Roddy Piper kind of heel, and he's just been a goofy babyface, and that that just is not a, a main eventer, in my opinion. And so, uh, I I think he, I didn't I didn't even feel it was intercontinental level anymore tonight for the first time. Yeah, same here. Exact. Yeah, I think really he should. You know, if they if. If they're done with Big Cass and Enzo, I think they should have Ambrose putting Big Cass over, you know, and and having Big Cass rise up oh. that way. Yeah, that would get him over. Yeah, this got to change it up a bit. Even Dina against Elias Sampson would be something different for a while. And to tell you, Finn Balor versus The Miz, I think that'd be great. I, I'd like to see Dean versus Elias Sampson just to get Sampson away from Finn Balor. And how's unfortunate that Finn Balor wasn't on this pay per view. Yeah, the crowd was chanting yeah. for him. Yeah. Were they? Yeah, there, there was the we won. When? Uh, I believe it was – was it during this match or was it – it might where have they, been – Where uh, were they chanting? I was we want Finn or we want Balor. I saw people were talking about it on Twitter and I heard it. Oh, that's a chant I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. I remember something like that during the show. I was like, what are they saying? Yeah. And I don't know if they're trying to save Finn and Elias Sampson for SummerSlam because that's a that's still a long way to go. <laughs> that's a long way to go for a match that's like, is that a SummerSlam match? And same as Goldust and our truth You know, they didn't do that tonight. Are they saving that for SummerSlam with all the build now that they put into it? Oh, good Lord. Good God. Meanwhile, Battleground two weeks away. Yeah. Like, just it's going to be here before we know it. I got to um, say this, it's yeah. it was so weird seeing Dixie Carter in a, you know, during a WWE pay-per-view, you know. Oh, the Kurt Angle promo? Yeah, they had that Kurt Angle 24 promo. Uh, Dixie Carter was interviewed for it. Oh, and, uh, she's loving it. Oh my god, she's such a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's still surreal kind of. Okay, so from uh, The Miz winning for the upteenth time against Ambrose tonight, we went to what I think we're going to agree was a high point, which was the ambulance match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What a story being – like, Braun, really – I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, and I'm not even – I shouldn't even say it because I, I don't really mean it in this level, but this – to some level, to some degree, like maybe a one one hundredth of this match degree that I'm going to say reminded me of this. And that was when Stone Cold turned face versus Bret Hart. That's did you hear the chance when he was walking, when he got himself up and walked out of that ambulance? That's almost exactly what I thought. I thought it's, it wasn't a double turn, but definitely felt like it, you know, cause reigns, you know, right. Trying to kill him. And then, uh, Braun getting out all heroic. I mean, that's super babyface stuff that he did. And and the crowd just going nuts for him. Uh, it felt like a double turn. And I know it's not. They're, you know, Reigns is their guy. But, man, uh, I, I, it's hard. I, I just see Braun as a super babyface now. Yeah. I mean, with Roman. Seriously. They, they, they... Oh, Sorry. no, go for it. I was just going to say, Roman trying to murder Braun in the back of the ambulance. Not really a face of the company, white me babyface kind of move. No, Steve Austin, you know, dropped – 
Didn't no, he drop no, Triple but... H in the car? And, you know, <laughs> baby faces have done some murderous stuff in the past. So, yeah, I guess it depends on who's doing it. Um, it just even if it's not for the Reigns turn part, the Braun turn was definitive as far as it wasn't planned, wasn't maybe done on purpose, but you've got to listen to the audience now. You you put something out there, you've got to follow through with it. You know what I mean? And that's the difference between nowadays and the way wrestling used to be. Because trust me, come tomorrow night, 18, if this was like 99, 2000, let's say 98, 99, they definitely would act on this. And, and now they just won't. And that's what bothers me. Yeah, you know what I would do? I would keep, you know, I would sell the, these injuries until SummerSlam. Six weeks is a long time. But, uh, you know, or, or maybe a couple weeks and then have him face Bray Wyatt. You know, have him turn babyface and, and go against Wyatt since they have history together. It's got a story. And, and I think Braun, he could be a, he could be a huge babyface. So, you know, that's, yeah, you could. I think that would be an interesting way to go. And it gives Wyatt something different. It was great tonight on so many levels. I mean, Roman losing by doing the spear into the ambulance, I thought was a fantastic move, uh, giving Braun the win. Love the backstage stuff and the way they did it. Um, even love that we had a dark match during that that we cut away from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Slater got a win on a pay-per-view, man. A singles. When's match. the last time that happened? Has that ever happened? I don't know. Probably they not. Had, yeah, they didn't show the pin, but uh, he did win. That yeah. was uh, something else, though, man. But I gotta just say that match was awesome. Even before the the, the post match, you know, oh, uh, yes. segment, it, it, you know, Reigns has really made you know people shit on Reigns all the time, but his match has been great, and he really made Strowman into a star mm -hmm. like, with this feud. Like he really put the guy over, and uh, you know, I thought, and it's the the ending still made him strong. So if that's what the way they're going with Reigns and Lesnar at SummerSlam. Um, you know, it's still viable, but uh, yeah, I thought this was fantastic. My only problem with it is that they totally took away from Braun's win. Mm. Who's going to remember Braun won? What are we going to remember? That, well, I guess he did get over in the end because he did walk out on his own power. I was going to say, all anyone's going to remember is, you know, Roman Reigns snapping and, and crashing the damn ambulance, right? No one's going to remember that Roman lost the match. But to your point, Matt, I think what I remember is Braun walking away all bloodied up and, and you know, that's yeah. the, kind of the ending yeah. thing that I I remember is him just taking it and yeah. walking out like a champ. And the makeup guys, they did a great job. They did a great job cutting away at oh, the right time because that was clearly a pre-tape, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, really cool how they did the whole thing. Yeah. No, I thought it was fantastic tonight. And then that followed by Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. So, Matt, I know this was like one of your most anticipated matches, uh, if not the most anticipated tonight. What did you think yeah. of the actual execution of it? Love, loved every bit of it, except for Joe losing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, another situation where they've got to listen to their audience. I can't believe I heard my ears. I was so, so many emotions, happy, proud, excited. Um, all rolled in one when he jumped Brock at the beginning and started handing him his ass, put him through a table. Brock, who I know very well, sold his tail off tonight for Joe, which tells me he respects the piss out of him, which is good. Um, the office will see that. More bigger things for Joe. Because if Brock is signing off on you, trust me, good things are in your future. Um, so, like, I don't, oh man, there's so many emotions for me wrapped in this one. And um, I couldn't believe my ears that they were chanting, Joe's going to kill you to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it was awesome. So, like, that's what I, I, I always wondered. If Joe went to WWE, would, would I ever hear that chant? Because would WWE ever be smart enough to paint him as that killer Samoa Joe that we all know in Ring of Honor and TNA? Or, or would they screw with him? And they started to screw with him at first, if you remember. They, they, he wasn't a monster, really, at first. Um, not as dominating, at least. And um, now he is, and, and it's believable. And again, they need to listen to their audience because tonight the audience was sending a very loud message. We're behind this guy. Yeah. No, I thought he should have won. I, I mean, I, that was my only complaint was just the finish, that how quickly Brock turned it around and got the pin. 
Yeah, I agree. I thought this match was really good. Uh, you know, the crowd was hot for it, and and Brock was selling big time for Joe. So my thing was, he just got up and hit that F five, and that was it. And okay, if you don't want Samoa yeah. Joe kicking on the F five, that's fine. At least have Brock pick him up and hit him a couple more times with it. You know, hit a couple F fives and then do the pin. So because yeah. he'd been building him as this monster, uh, you know, the, this whole time and during that match, and just to have him beaten so quickly. I mean, so cleanly. Uh, I, I just think he should have done it a few times. That that finish came out of nowhere, which I like sometimes. But in this case, I just felt to make Samojo look stronger after you've done all that, uh, you should have done a little bit more. I think their main their main picture they were trying to draw was was Joe dominating him and handing him his ass. And and I told you guys, Joe would be very physical with him, and he was. Um, did you see him shoot? Try to take him down with a waist lock. Yeah. Um, I was like, Joe, don't do that. <laughs> um, but 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 he he, he kind of did. He kind of did get it in. Um, but the picture they were trying to paint, in my opinion, knowing that knowing the way they they work, uh, WWE rather, is the very end when Brock's walking up the ramp and Joe seething, staring a hole through him, even though he just got F five, took his finisher and lost. That ending picture is the way Vince thinks. He thinks people remember that stuff the most. And I'm hoping, you see, if you have fived him 500 times or twice or three times, you don't get that picture. You get Joe Blatt late, you know, laid on his back like Job Squad guy, late, you know, yeah. the murder investigation outline chalk scene, right? <laughs> and they just show Brock celebrating and then you go off the air to that crap versus Joe blood running through his veins, pissed off, seething. And hopefully that means there's more. I pray that there's more with this because this was entertaining. It's crap for me to watch. Matt, you just did something brilliant. Has anyone done that before where you pin the guy and someone literally comes out and starts putting a chalk outline around the body? Oh, that'd be a cool gimmick. Matt, you got to <laughs> run with that with GFW, man. Yeah. Like get someone out there outlining the dude right after you pin him. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> that would be a if I was a heel, that'd be really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't 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 Let's tell anybody else or they'll the steal show. it. Yeah. <laughs> that part off the show, edit it. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. I mean, I hope this isn't the end of it. I hope this isn't the end of it with Joe and Brock. Because I thought just this has been so well done. The match was great tonight. It's a shame if they move on from here. I think it is for now. Yeah. Um you know, because what is what like Raj, what does Brock have left date wise? Uh, SummerSlam's next. He's, he's got a couple house shows before SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam looks like he's losing to Roman. He's facing Roman. and uh, At SummerSlam? Yeah. I thought they were going to build the Mania. Yeah, yeah. They they decided to pull that up. Like that's what uh, Dave Meltzer reported that a couple weeks ago. That, yeah, they they've, they changed plans, and now they're going with Roman and, and Brock at, at SummerSlam. You know, I don't know where they go with Samoa Joe at SummerSlam. Uh, you, you know, SummerSlam is going to be four hours plus the the kickoff, and like what they did with WrestleMania, it could who knows? They could do a two hour kickoff, and if they do that, then it's six hours. So that leaves a you know that leaves a lot of room for a lot of matches. Man, um, I don't know if Roman's. I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know if they booked him strong enough to take the belt off Brock this early. I mean, am I just imagining that he's been getting his ass? He's been doing a lot of selling lately. Yeah, so I think that's where because I, mean, I'm, I guarantee that Braun is probably going to be his first opponent after Lesnar, and so because Braun's got the wins over him, Samoa Joe's got a couple wins over him too. So I think he's got two built-in guys uh, that he can face once he wins the title. But that is true. I mean, he's lost. He hasn't won on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania. Right. Yep. People and, and, and people that shit on him, like the people that keep sorry, people that keep crapping on uh, Roman. I'm yet to see the guy have a bad match in God knows how long. Like he can work. He's not just the big guy anymore. The big, pretty looking, jacked up guy. Who, w when the guy usually has that kind of look, it's usually the other guy making him look good. As far as the work rate goes, and psychology goes, um, the more experienced of the two generally is the quarterback and makes that match what it is. It'd be like me versus Kurt Angle, right? Kurt, I'm the big monster. I look impressive. I look like a million bucks. But Kurt Angle, you know, he's the real star. He's the one that makes me look like a million bucks because he's that much better than me. And he knows how to make me look better than I really am. So most of the time, Roman was 
under that guise. And now he is no longer there. He is the guy that is now making these matches tick. He's making these matches good on his own accord. And he, he's he's really improved so damn much. He has no weaknesses, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the, the weaknesses are not in the ring. It's, nope. you know, promos yeah. and, and stuff like that. But I don't think his promos are weak. Yeah, it's yeah, how it's say, I don't think his promos... He's talking and he's talking like from his heart, like how he wants to talk. I dig him. I, I, I feel that inner heel in him a little bit, you know, as well. That, that little cockiness he has at times, and he should have it. Yeah. You know, I look better. I'm more impressive. I'm faster. I can jump higher. I'm stronger. I'm younger. I'm, you know, and if you're all those things, I don't think it's bragging if you talk about it. This is my yard now. You know, yeah. I dig it. And so it is looking like they might be doing Roman and Cena for WrestleMania. Like now that they're not doing uh, Roman and Brock. Interesting. So that, which I think that would be huge. I think that's the biggest match they have. So I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So all in all, your final thoughts on tonight's pay-per-view, Matt. A plus plus. Wow. Highest grade I think I've ever heard you uh, give in the last year of this (laughs) podcast. it's it's my favorite pay-per-view that uh, that i've seen with this company i think within a year this includes mania yeah there was like i really enjoyed it i agree when when the miz versus dean ambrose was the low point and that was still pretty good uh it was an awesome show i i I don't know if i'd go a plus but a definite a i thought it 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 lacked uh you know, like some of these New Japan shows where they have like four matches that are just out of this world. Uh, and I felt like this had the the one great match and then a lot of really good stuff. No, let me name them to you. The girls match. Um, the girls match was was freaking one of those. Um, Joe versus Brock was. Even though if you don't like to finish, the match itself was freaking awesome and entertaining. Everyone's at the edge of their seats and standing the whole time. Uh, and obviously Braun versus uh, Roman. Or definitely not Miz and... What's his name? Ambrose. Iron Man. What was it? Okay, so then there's three. <laughs> I'll give you three. <laughs> uh, Good freaking guys. That's an A plus pay per view. I mean, th- those yeah. three matches could have anchored any pay per view as a jaw dropping main event, in my opinion. Matches were great. I mean, my only complaint was with the booking. I like when titles change, well, at least one. I mean, just to go all across do. the board. Yeah, I know. But across the board with none is just kind of frustrating. It's kind of like they don't, they're not even really changing titles that much at the B pay per views anymore. Yeah, because Payback was pretty light on that too. It had um, Jericho. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Someone on Twitter tweeted me the last WWE pay per view where not a single title flipped. Because I think it's been a while. Then Money in the Bank, I don't think a single title changed. No, but there were so there were like only two title matches, I think, in the whole thing. Maybe yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, um, I mean, again, I yeah. As far as uh, nah, I don't know. I think even I, I'm fine with no titles changing because I think when you change them too often, it, it kills it anyway. So unless you got a real reason to do mm-hmm. it, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah, yeah, and and it had the cool you know the ambulance stuff. It. Those things can get hokey, you know, quick. But I thought the way they did it was awesome. It made it, they made it seem serious. It made it seem like Roman just lost it. So, yeah, I thought this was a a great pay-per-view. It was a a really fun show and overperformed, really, you know. I I think everyone was just excited for Joe and Lesnar, but I think everything was really good on the show. I I think for a pay-per-view that started off with everyone doing a triple take at the name alone um, and then being very, very skeptical about this, I think it – Knocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. And what it delivered. Uh, let's quickly touch upon the news that happened this week because there were two big stories that happened. One, uh, AJ Styles won the US Championship over Kevin Owens at a Raw house show at Madison Square Garden. Raja, what's what's the scoop on this? Yeah, Styles' first first win. I think a lot of people thought maybe Owens was injured, so they had to get the belt off of him, but that's not the case. Um, so yeah, I, I guess they just decided to do something to s- surprise fans. It's it's interesting. They were supposed to r- square off at Battleground, and uh, WWE removed that match uh, from their you know from their pay per view page for Battleground. So I, I don't know if they just temporarily removed it and they're gonna you know work their way to a rematch. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I think it's cool when you do these uh, title changes at house shows once in a while. Uh, it, it 
it makes it seem like there's a reason you should go as opposed to just seeing the wrestlers in town. Uh, so, you know, I thought, I thought it was a cool thing. Yeah. The other uh, big news, Austin Aries released by the WWE. So what's the story on this Raj did he ask for his release or he's just really happy that he got it. He's just really happy that he got it. So apparently WWE released him and he was, uh, he was supposedly giddy uh, to get released. So, uh yeah from all accounts it sounds like he was frustrated with uh being in the cruiserweight division um and uh, you know I, we see it there's no upward mobility especially if you're out of the title program what's there to do you know uh those storylines suck and you know he he's way too talented for that now there's a lot of uh people saying that he had a bad attitude backstage and that um you know, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Matt, you know Austin. Uh, what's he? What's he like backstage? He's a little. He's a very short wrestler. Okay, who fights for everything he's ever gotten. Walked away from the business like with like a couple days left, and then boom, something big hit for him, and he stayed in the business a little bit longer to finally get his chance in WWE. Uh, a couple years after that, even. Um, so I never saw him as arrogant. I never saw him as this this heat seeker that people think he is. I, I just saw a guy that has been dicked around an awful lot. And when you're when you're not seven feet tall, you're not a big guy. You know, unfortunately, you you do got to fight for everything you get, especially when you're that talented. Uh, we said from day one that that dude should not be in that damn division. Everybody says that. Every the fans were saying it. You know, in these arenas, when they're chanting his name, it's not like, yeah, we like him in the freaking cruiserweight division, WWE. It's we want to see him in the freaking main show against other talents. That's why they're chanting his name. They're not excited to see him in the purple ropes. Um, they're not excited to see him do stupid grab ass skits with Jack Gallagher. We want to see him in serious situations with real talent. And that's their loss in a major, major, major way, in my opinion. Um, he was a jack of all trades. He could do everything. And after a while, you didn't remember how, you know, whether he was tall, short, it didn't matter. Once his, the bell rang, everything he did was believable. Everything he does is believable. Um, and again, I just think he's such a major, I do, I feel he's a main event talent in every sense of the word. He can hang with anybody on the mic and he can surpass most in the ring. So I, it's their loss. It really is. And and, and, I, and my what, what I had heard I'm not going to say it's from him. Um, but what I had heard was he did everything he could to get his release. Um, where you know the lay of the land in WWE, where if you ask for something, he wasn't like, oh, am I going to get on the show? Or when am I going to get on the Cruiserweight division? He wasn't doing that type of stuff. You know, he was legitimately wanting to know, like, hey, what do I got to do to take the next step? Hey, what do I have to do to 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 get on the, the main brand of the show and work some other storylines, you know? in a way of suggesting storylines to them and things of that nature. And them to freaking say, wow, this guy really wants it. He's sending us storylines and ideas for his character. This is really cool. Let's, let's try it. What do we have to lose? But no, they didn't. They stifled another freaking star studded talent. And it's a damn shame because in a day and age where they're begging for young guys to step up, you had one right there. You had one. You had a bona fide main event, and no one will ever argue with me different. Yeah, I think that's why so many people were surprised uh, at that news because they haven't really, uh, you know, th there haven't been many releases uh, where they initiate it. Usually, uh, you know, like Cody Rhodes asked for his release and got it. Um, so, yeah. It, it I think was, that will change as time goes on, Raj. I think you'll hear something different as time goes on. Yeah. I think I think one side I think one side is trying to save a little face right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, now when Aries came to WWE, the the landscape was it's weird. The landscape in wrestling was kind of very different. It's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, you had TNA then that looked like it was going. You know that it looked like it was struggling. Now they're they seem to have gained their footing. Uh, now they're global force wrestling. Uh, New Japan's now expanding in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they, they had a very successful, uh, tour or a couple of shows last weekend. So now all of a sudden, you know, there's a, several places that would want him. Uh, where, where do you think he'll end up next? 
I think New Japan, just because he hasn't been there yet, as far as a major main event type talent yet. Do you know what I mean? I, that That's just my opinion. It depends on what he wants to do. Does he want to travel? Does he not? Um, Austin's one of those types that I've had this conversation with him before when I was at TNA where he's has no problem leaving the business. And I want to say it was to be a bartender or something like that where he'd be perfectly cool with that. If he put it all out there and it just wasn't enough, he said he could go home and, and go make money being a bartender and be just as happy. Mm. And I believe him. And it and, and makes him different. When you have somebody like that that's not scared to, to, to lose what you know we perceived as the, the dream of working in WWE or on television as a pro wrestler, I, I got to do him. You know? um, that's very real. And um, so my point is I don't think – it depends on what he wants to do is my point. Yeah. If I'm sure he saved his money. If he needs to still make some more money, there's a lot of money for him in New Japan. Um, I'd love to see him at GFW, obviously. You know, he lives here in Florida. He's my he's my boy. Um, I never got an opportunity to really work against him. I would love that. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what time, time will tell. Because he's, a, he's also a very uh, reactive person, much like me, where he makes hasty decisions, but something rubs him the wrong way and he and he thinks about it and he makes his mind up on it that's it that's the way he thinks about it mm. and it's so if he is mentally checked out and maybe doesn't want to work anymore you know what i mean i could see him not working for a while or if he's like screw this i'm gonna shove this up their ass i'm going to japan and show them what a bona fide main eventer i am i could see him do that but i, I the reason i keep saying new japan is because he had not been there to my knowledge and in, in, in a major capacity I don't believe he's ever really main evented there, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. So that's where I see him going. Yeah. So yeah, his his contract. So he'll be free in early October. So yeah, I'll keep an eye out. I, I I mean, his name value has gone up, even though he was you know sidelined by being in the cruiserweight division. But he is a much bigger star just by mm -hmm. being in WWE. And you know, he 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 was on the pre-show, but he wasn't in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. So. You know, he had a singles match at WrestleMania, which is hard to get. Um, so, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to what, see where he ends up. And th and that was one of the best matches of the night, if you remember. Uh, that was one of my favorite matches. Yeah, it was really good. It just it, it hurt being on the pre-show because I feel like, you know, before and after the match, you're surrounded by 20 minutes of just talk and, you know, silly backstage stuff. So it's, it's hard for people to get into uh, the match at that point. They had, yeah, I thought it was the, the second or third best match on that show. Yeah. Well, and it didn't even make the DVD, which... He uh, the DVD. He didn't get the royalties. But, you know, I don't know how many DVDs they're selling. Why do you know that? Time out. Why do you know that? What's that? That didn't make the DVD? Who watched, number one, who watched the DVD? <laughs> Two... Well, how do, you, like, how do you know what's on the DVD for WrestleMania and what's not? Oh, yeah. It's it's well known that the, the pre-show yeah. wasn't included on the DVD. I mean, you could go to Amazon and look. But, yeah, Aries tweeted about it. He wasn't, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't happy that it was left off. What'd he say? Gosh, I'd have to go back and – here, hold on one second. Talk about something else. <laughs> don't, don't, don't paraphrase. I'm not asking you a direct quote. I uh, said something about – Was he just like, what the hell? I wasn't even on the damn DVD? Yeah, just the best match was not on the DVD or, uh, you know, something, something like – here it is. Uh, WrestleMania 33 is now available on Blu-ray in Canada. Uh, too bad one of the greatest matches of the night was left off the U.S.-Canada DVDs. That was uh, in the end of, at the end. He's of right. Yeah, he's no, right. He's absolutely right. Um, yeah, I don't see why they didn't. Uh, I mean, I can see why you don't want the whole pre-show on there. You don't want you know Renee Young right. giving her you know the talking part. right exactly. <laughs> but but the matches for sure. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of DVDs, just gonna say either you guys check out the Kevin Owens DVD that came out last week, the documentary. Yeah, I heard it's really good though. It's very good. No. When will it be like on demand and all that other shit? Uh, uh, normally, the full documentary hits the network. What usually, Raj, is about six months to a year. They've got like t the first 20 minutes of the documentary is on the network right now. Ooh. I feel like it's been like three months lately. Yeah. Like they've been doing it a lot faster, turning them over. Yeah. So it was good. 
Good. Yeah. Because I want to see it. I love Kevin Owens. Yeah. I'm like you. I haven't bought a DVD. I mean, you know, we'll buy our kids' movies on DVD just because you get a DVD copy plus the digital download. But other than that, we don't really buy DVDs anymore. Yeah, I saw the clips. What do you do with it after you watch it once? <laughs> give it to a, actually, pay it forward, man. You give it to a kid, and that hopefully Hello? gets them into wrestling. Although you give a DVD to a kid, they'll be like, what in the hell is this? How do I, what do I do? Hold it up to the light and look at it? Like, how am I supposed to play this crap? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Physical uh, media is dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well. Guys, I think we covered everything. We're going to be back here in 24 hours, less than 24 hours, 23 hours. We're going to be back here to talk about Monday Night Raw, the fallout from Great Balls of Fire. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here? Um, be the, being the elite on YouTube. If you're a wrestling fan, you're not watching that show, there's something wrong with you. That's still, to me, the most entertaining show out of every one of these shows, and that's including Raw, all the wrestling shows. I am the most entertained by that YouTube show. Sorry, I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh also on our wednesday podcast we're going to have the legendary jj dylan so jj dylan will be joining us this wednesday wow wow you better be hey you know some good questions to ask him is um when, when he was head of talent uh relations with wwf for WW, you know um the transition yeah how did how did he get hired there i've always wondered that how did he go from the four horsemen manager to getting you know front office job in wwf because never sold for nwa he acted like it never existed right right so i always wondered like how did that like how did the hiring process happen the but like i know oh that's interesting i'll I'll definitely ask that yeah that's a that's a very good question because yeah yeah i mean to to go from that uh, an on-screen talent to that backstage role uh within a year, like a, a legendary manager to that. It's it, yeah. That is an interesting question. I'll ask him that for sure. Cool. It's coming. I, up I've, I've never heard that answer. And I've read books. Hmm. Yeah. This, this Wednesday, Wednesday, 12 noon. We will. I, ask I'll, the I'll get you. Awesome. I'll get you that. Very cool. guys. I, I want to, I want to see it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Just start sending Matt everything on DVD, even being the elite, somebody rip it from YouTube, convert it into DVD, send them all to Matt Morgan. <laughs> cool guys so and we'll be back here again tomorrow night to talk about monday night raw the fallout from great balls of fire join us then at uh, 11 p.m ish eastern right when raw goes off the air until next time folks he's mr matt morgan you can follow him online bp matt morgan instagram twitter everywhere raj geary wrestling inc i'm glenn rubenstein we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.